Welcome, friend, to the trifecta of joy. What is the trifecta? Awareness, befriending your inner critic, and raising your vibe. This podcast is about you, your life, your adventure, and how to live it juicy. Our podcast is brought to you by Perfectly Imperfect Life Coaching. Download your free joy guide at www.freejoybook.com. A gift from us to you. Again, www.freejoybook.com. I'm your host, Tanya Gill. But really, we're in this together. Connected, sharing, and adventuring through life. So let's do it with joy. Welcome to the Trifecta of Joy, friends. I'm so excited to share someone very dear with me today. All of you really are so lucky. I feel so blessed to be able to share this space and to share this person with you. Um, If you read the Trifecta of Joy, I actually speak about Karen in the Trifecta of Joy because she's one of my high council members. Karen, thanks for being here. It's my absolute pleasure, my friend. It's I, like I, I knew my time would come. <laughs> it's 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 so awesome to have you here. And you know, like, okay, so for people who don't know about my high council, um, the, the Coles Notes version is that I have a group of people in my life who are those you can call me at any time of the day, say I need twenty thousand dollars, bring a shovel. I might have questions, but I'm there. And it's just that extremely unique, sacred kind of friendship that we have. And yours and my friendship is really unique because we started out meeting as teachers. Yeah. And then we reconnected through a book club. (laughs) And then it wasn't until really after John passed that you and I really had a soulful connection over coffee. Yes. Yes. And, and that began like a friendship that has spanned like (laughs) 16 years, really. Yes. Yes. And, and that when we met over, I mean, my mom had had died uh, recently as well. And so our, that our bond at that time, was was really centered around our our journey through grief because I think we found ourselves since we were young we had little kids our our kids were just babies really and and so we clung to each other right as as we as we grieved and both of us very cerebral um really delved into it you know having that cerebral and that spiritual side to both of us so we for many years we hit grief hard we, we became certified in thanatology the study of death and bereavement um, we became grief practitioners together um, attended conferences all sorts of things wrote papers together we did we, we did we really, we really dove in and I think that you know that's one of those things is when we're when we find ourselves in those places, because we're cerebral, in this case, we were both like, we need to find a healing path forward for ourselves and others. Yes. Right. And that, you know, that was the big piece for us is finding that path forward for ourselves and others. Because we knew that if we were feeling it, there were others that were experiencing it as well. And we wanted 
we really like had that deep desire to not only heal our own experience, but also to help others feel that they could move through it in a way that was supportive and healing and actually had the capacity to put one foot in front of the other day after day in the depths of grief and loss. Yeah. Right. And that, yeah. Yeah. That is so true. My friend, sorry to interrupt, but I'm just, as you're talking the whole time, I'm thinking that that is something we have so much in common, even, even when we're going through what feels like the most horrific stuff. I mean, even, even in the darkest points of it, I think we both sort of go to, how would we teach this? How, how would, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's the teacher in us that cannot be squished that just wants to help others move through these same things. How would we go about that? Right. And, and it's also about, you know, like, yes, the teacher in us, which is so funny, right? Because like both of us have never, haven't really given a lot of recognition to the teachers in us in a lot of years. Yes. Yes. And yet, and yet like, you know, we talk about, about change all the time. And you and I have these beautiful heartfelt conversations. And, and I think what I want our listeners to understand is that you live in Victoria. I live in Lethbridge. You've been living in Victoria for a couple of years now. We don't connect on a regular basis. No. Right. Like how often would you say we connect? Oh, I would say once every two months, once a month, if we're lucky. I mean, there's occasional text, but a conversation is about every six weeks, probably, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we all intend it to be more, but life is constantly interfering with that intention. Right. And yeah. the, and it and there is flow, and there is like there is such a bond there that there's there there the expectations. Yeah. Around that connection are just that it exists right? Like it, there's never pressure, which is also really powerful and speaks to our connection, I think. Right. And I I think immediately we both go to the the hardest, the stuff that we really need to talk about, which we're there within minutes, right? Yeah. We don't waste time. No, our time is limited and we, we process with each other too and, and, and receive guidance from each other. And, and it's very nourishing. It is very nourishing. It's incredibly nourishing. And, and we, you know, like, yes, it may have been death that brought us together, which is also very interesting because John knew your mom. Yes. And your mom knew John through work, but I never knew your mom. And, um, you only knew John just kind of in the community. Yes. knew of John yeah yes you knew of him I knew that my mom loved him (laughs) that's what I knew yeah that your mom loved him see there yeah see that's that's a beautiful thing so it was death that brought us together but like as we've moved through all of these years like we talk about big change in life and like the big four d's or whatever right death divorce disease or a big decision to be made right and I think that what I love about our friendship is that we've moved through all of those kinds of layers of things in our friendship 
to some degree or another and supported one another and held space for one another through the what the fucks of life, basically. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes, we've experienced all of those things and, and more, you know, multiple times. Yeah. 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 And, and we go to each other to to process and talk and, and make decisions, too. I think this is something I was thinking about when I um, when we first when you first brought up the idea of this podcast is that friendship ultimately um, as you as you get stronger as as you grow as you age you need <laughs> you make decisions from from your own center right absolutely I mean that's that's so important uh, but but it's it's essential for women to be able to to commune and and talk and to just to to really go around the issue and 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 receive guidance from from each other and and then and then you you can let it percolate and and really find it helps you find that center right because because sometimes sometimes you can't do it all on your own you can't we we need each other we do that make sense. It does. And you know, like I, I like I hear that on a lot of different levels. Like I think that that, you know, I I've been told that what I personally have with my high council is quite rare because I have several of you who are not necessarily connected to one another, but who all have like this this special essence and sisterhood and and relationship. And I think that, you know, even having one other voice in your life that you can use as that sounding board mm-hmm. and that place of, and I'm just going to call it surrender, because when we have conversation, it, it is like we, I move personally into a space of surrender. And I'm like, this is where I'm at, Karen. This is what's happening. This yeah. is my life right now. Yeah. And and we hold each other up and we give each other insight and we see things from different perspectives. And like, you know, we talk about help, right? And then of course my acronym, honor, empathy, love, and presence. And that's exactly what the essence of our friendship is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it truly is. It truly is. And, and, it's, and it's letting yourself be completely vulnerable. You know, nothing is unsaid because that's where even, even the most difficult things are, are, we hold, we hold them for each other. We do hold them for each other. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a sense of safety that comes from that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And security. And then, and the interesting thing is that a lot of people are, you know, think, well, is that a codependence? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and I know that you and I are not codependent in any way, (laughs) right? But, you know, like, how do you know the difference between holding space for someone and a codependence when it comes to like friendships, you know, like. Where is that line? How do we define what codependence is and what healthy friendship is? That's interesting. 
I had to think about that for a minute because I know that neither of us are codependent. And, and it's not like we need each other's opinions. I don't, I don't, I don't need to know. I, I can, I can very well move forward, you know, on my own. And you do. And you do. And you do. Um, I just, I, pre and you may say things that I may not, oh, you know, Tanya said, I need to do this. That, that isn't how it works. You know, right. you're, you're just contributing to my, to my process. Um, and, and I don't, I'm sure that, that everything I say is, <laughs> you don't, you know, jump off the call and go do it. it it's just, I don't, I, I can't imagine, um, it, it, I'm thinking about, you know, say world leaders, for example, do, do they, do, do you think they have a, a team that they consult with and talk things through with? Of course they do. Do they have advisors? Of course they do, right? That's what we're talking about. Yeah. It's, uh, this journey of life is, is difficult enough. And even the strongest among us need, need advising and guidance. And, and then once you've had all that, right, then you go within and you figure out what your next step is. That's not codependence. No, no. Thank you for, thank you for that. Because that's exactly, you know, what I, what I wanted to emphasize is that, you know, friendships are about that opportunity to, for a different kind of reflection and then the opportunity to go within. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. and, you know, like you and I are similar in age. Um, we both have young adult children, although I still have one teenager, I guess you've got a teenager as well. And, you know, and our lives are different and busy and full and demanding. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I love about our friendship that I, you know, really wanted to emphasize because this is part of the self-love summer series. And so one of the things that I want to emphasize is that self-love is allowing yourself to have those connections. They don't have to be all of the time, but when you have them, having them be that authentic connection that, you know, really does offer you the joy mm -hmm. of seeing your life differently and celebrating other people's lives where they're at too. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And, yeah. and I, I know that like right now, both of us have lives that are kind of sticky. We're both going through some stuff, but we can also celebrate how one another is moving through that. Yes. Yes. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. And, and just cheer each other on and tell each other how proud we are of each other and, and, and just hold each other. And I mean, I, I know that you're, you're always loving me and, and holding me and concern for me. And just that knowingness, right. Is, because you're right, we're not in a phase of our lives where I, I think that's 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 sort of something, you know, when when before you there's times in your life when, when it's easier. And I think that time will come again for us. But it's not a time where you can have lunch 
you know, two times a week and, and meet for coffee and go on trips and that neither our lives are supporting that, that sort of constant connection right now with friends. But there's beauty in the, in the friendships that, that are sustained through the more complex times, right? Because that's, those are the deeper friendships. So true. Yeah. So true. And those are the ones that, you know, do they, they hold us up when we're feeling down and they, um, you know, they offer like I, the, the one thing that's, there's so many things that I love about you, but one of the things that I, I cherish about you is that you have the ability to step back and see the picture from a, a different energy. And so it's not just, it's not just the way you step back and, and, and see the bigger picture of things, but you also do it from a different energy. Like you do it from an energy of peace. Hmm. Like the outcome is always directed at peace for you. That's hmm. how, that's how I feel when we connect. Hmm. That's beautiful. Thank you, my friend. I love that. I love the word peace. I know you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Peace at home. Yeah. I love it. Peace at home. Well, and isn't the interesting thing that peace at home, home really is right here. Peace. This peace is that's, really yeah. Yeah. That's all peace. I, whenever, cause I, I use that mantra for a lot for a long time. I haven't, it's nice to remember it, but yeah, it, for me, it was always peace at home. And then peace at peace at home, like it expands to the whole world too, right? Peace, peace in my neighborhood, peace in my house, peace in my family. It has to start here and extend out. It's like meta meditation, right? Starting yes, with exactly. like, to yourself yeah. and then to your family, your community, your city, region, yeah. country. You can take it in as many steps as you want until it becomes like that that sending love meditation to the universe or even beyond exactly yeah and we even had do you remember we had peace at home inscribed in our house in a few places oh yeah in your dining room um, and in the dining room yeah because i thought it just well dan loved it too and we just thought if we if we can create peace at home you know then then we can really go out into the world but it starts here <laughs> just maybe having the words will help us well there's and well there's an energy to words we know yeah. that right yeah and um at the highest vibration energies are peace love joy and gratitude yeah yeah so why would like of course <laughs> of course and it's nice it's logical my friend wear it right yeah right that's so awesome that is so awesome. So my friend, as we've been chatting about the evolution of our friendship and about how we show up for one another and about, you know, the different ways that we navigate our own lives and, and lean on each other and inspire one another. I'm wondering if you would share with people you know, just a little bit about some of the change that you find yourself navigating right now in your life and, 
and how you are moving through that because that's real world shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is. Wow. Um, I don't even know. So big. So yes, we, my daughter and I moved out, out here to Victoria from, from Lethbridge a couple of years ago. I saw, well, I guess it's been a year and a half now. I didn't even, I didn't even really tell people we were leaving, honestly. <laughs> it's funny because I just, we just posted our house for sale and, and uh, so many people and I haven't even had the chance to get back to people. I'm slowly trying to tell people what's going on, but um, people didn't, were so surprised. Like people ha haven't even realized that I've left. Um, and <laughs> just to be clear, Dan and I are together. That's our marriage is good. It's strong. It's not about that at all. Um, he has been in Lethbridge with our son. Our son is finishing high school. Um, he's been getting the house ready to sell. They're just taking care of business there. Yeah. And, um, and, and we're making it work. We, we see each other, um, quite frequently, but our daughter, Olivia has, has had some really significant health issues really significant and this is something I'm not ready to get into yet no. but I I suspect we will be having a conversation about it when when um, the time is right but we're still sort of in in figuring things out so I don't I don't want to talk about it until we really things are more solid but it's been really really difficult and uh, where she, I, I knew that I had to get her out of the setting that she was in for many reasons. We needed to access support and help in, in a place where there was, there was more appropriate supports for her. Uh, I needed to get her to a place where I felt that she would be happier and more peaceful and more settled. Um, there, there were a lot of a lot of reasons to to leave and and not uh, she, I had to get her out that, that's all it comes down to I I knew that that that's what we needed to do and I'm so lucky so fortunate to have a husband who who I can have conversations with like you and I do we we have we have that together I know that that's that that is not the case in all marriages but but we're very much you know, a, a team in that regard. So we, we both knew that this is what needed to be done and that we would just rearrange our life to accommodate that. And so, and so we did. And, and Olivia, my daughter has taught me so much. She has made me so strong because I have always had to advocate for her. I have always had to make big decisions and, and not always popular ones and not always things that people understand, but I've, I've had to set that aside for my own peace. And, um, and that's been a tremendous lesson because it's made me grow up. It's made me strong, right? I have had to, and, and you're one of the people, thank you. You, I mean, you and I have had a million conversations about, about her and what my next step needs to be. And, and you've been such a, a source of guidance and love when it, when it comes to Olivia. But in this instance, we had to get out. And we one winter morning, Olivia and I will never forget it because we just 
packed our suitcases. It was like minus 30. Um, got into my vehicle at like seven in the morning, drove to the Lethbridge airport, got on a plane without a return ticket. And, and we haven't, we haven't come back just for short visits, but not, not to live. And, and uh, much has happened since then. And, and we're, we're still very much in it. And it's big and it's serious and it's important. And we're, we're moving through it. And it's not been easy, uh, but it was the right thing to do. It was the right thing to do to leave. It was the right yeah. thing to do. Yeah, right and thing you to know, do. Karen, I recognize, like, I really, I really respect and honor that this is a very personal journey. And yet you're open to sharing the fact that, you know, as a parent, recognizing that there was something medical um going on for for Olivia it was like okay we need to simplify life we yeah. need to figure out we need to start looking for the help we need to get the resources that we need um and you know and I think a lot of parents you know recognize that they they have to sometimes follow their intuition if you will when it comes to their kiddos and their wellness. And, you know, like we're, I say things like when we're born, <laughs> this is terrible, but I think it's true. When we're born, the moment we give birth or the moment we become a, a, a parent, yeah, we're like shrouded in this cloak of guilt. Yeah. And we're always trying to do the best that we can for our kiddos. But sometimes we bump up against unknowns. We mm -hmm. bump up against things that we're, we personally aren't prepared for. Yeah. And, and, and then it becomes like how we have to figure out how to show up and, and also, you know, role model to her, yeah. what, what living life fully looks like yeah. when it's not perfect. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And, and don't get me wrong. Like there were the reason, the reason that we sort of did it secretly in, in the cloak of darkness is because I knew there would be no end of judgment about what we were doing. And most people would not get it. We have doctors and hospitals and, and counselors and it's, but sometimes you, the, the knowingness was so strong in me that, <laughs> that I had that. And you said it so beautifully. I mean, there, there were, there was medical supports here that we, that I knew would be, preferable for her um i knew that we needed a simpler existence that it needed to just be her and an i in a very structured simple setting we needed to get away from all sorts of complexities so that she could heal or that i so that i could even begin to figure out what was even wrong right we needed all the noise and fuss of life um and and this don't like this is not this is this was about saving her life this this wasn't i i'm not this wasn't that, you know, she, she wasn't getting along with friends or, um, this was big. This, this was about saving her life. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, I get to that. Yes. I was in, you know, I, I could afford to leave. I can work from anywhere. So, so those are, um, 
not everybody has that. So I, I had, but I think we all have those moments where we know that we need to do something and, and a path, a path is available and it's, it's, we, we can take it. Um, it's not easy, but. Well, and, and sometimes it's not to, like the relocation, it's yeah. the advocacy, right? Like that, I think that's the other piece of it is that, you know, like, when we are showing up for our kids and the people we love and ourselves, right, there comes a point where it, it might not be a relocation that is the answer, but it's the it's the way that we choose to advocate. It's the way that we, you know, and you you talk about like with Olivia, this was this was about fighting for her life. Yes. Right. This, this was about, this was about saving her life. This was about her existence, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that we all have to realize that it's always about all our existence. Yes. (laughs) Right. Like it really is. So, you know, like there's that quote, like you're one decision from an entirely different life. Right. And, and so I think that it reminds us to be intentional in our lives. Yes. Yeah. And, and you and me, I don't, we've never been afraid of, of big changes. <laughs> um, but, but it's it, in, in many ways it saved my life too, because when you make a big change like that, you're reminded that you can, because we, we get stuck in thinking that we can't, that there's all these reasons why we can't, but, but at any moment, we, we, we can completely change direction. And we don't owe an explanation to really to anybody. We can, that, that can happen when, when we're ready for it. But, and I, we had just come out of COVID too, and, and people were making big changes now. But that, that was a lesson of COVID too, right? That, that this, is, this is your one life. What are you, what are you going to do with it? Right. You, you can just get on a plane and, and, and leave and not come back. You can, mm-hmm. um, you can, you can change your job. You can, you can, you can get married. You can leave your marriage. You can, um, you can lean into or out of relationships. Yeah. You can, you know, like there, you can, you can surrender yeah. or you can, like white knuckle it like that and I think that's exactly it right like and and I and I'm just going to come back to this because you and I are both spiritual and we talk about how sometimes the universe puts things in place that we don't even see coming and in this case like I just I want to go back to the fact that when you bought the condo in Victoria it was not it was not because Olivia was unwell and you guys were looking to move to Victoria. No. It was part of a, a plan that looked very different. No. Right? No. And I didn't, I haven't talked about any of that, but you're so right. I mean, I could, I could write an entire book on, on all of that, but truly, and Olivia and I talk about this a lot, but for, there is magic because goodness, like, we it was as if some you know the universe took us by the hand and pulled us and there there are times where we don't even feel like it, it's it's like we're in another realm 
because it's it's so not us there are so many signs and it truly is like like we are being taken by the hand and and now you do this now you do this now and it just opens up it absolutely and i i hesitate to talk about that because it might not be everybody's experience and but but i do know that when certainly in my life when something feels right and i make a decision from here and I know it's from here and I know it's the right thing. Yeah. Things open and, and everybody will be, you know, oh, I'm so sorry. And this is so hard and this is so terrible. And, and I'll be like, it is, but, but there's magic everywhere. <laughs> and, and it's, and the gifts in it and, and the, the way that the path just opens up. Yes. Like, oh my goodness. Right. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 and maybe that really is the message, right? Like the yeah. message is, you know, and, and is that, that we are always moving through hard stuff Yeah, and, yeah. and it is kind of like that lens that we put on it of whether, you know, first of all, whether or not we're going to take the step, whatever that step is. Yeah. And then also, you know, like, can you see the magic in it too? There is magic in it everywhere. And when you feel like, and this is the other thing, it's like, you know, that fly analogy, the fly can go against, bounce up against the window all day and die in the window, or it can turn and find another open window or an open door and, and find a way out. And, and like, I think that sometimes the universe is, opening doors and windows for us that we don't even realize our possibilities. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there are shifts and changes and we are being led, you know, where we're supposed to go. And I'm not saying like, you know, just hand yourself over to the universe, but do it with like that inner wisdom and knowing and tapping into your intuition. Mm -hmm. Like even when it's, it feels like you're and I'm just going to use it diving for light. Like when it feels like you're in the darkness and you have to dive for the light. Yes. And it doesn't mean taking steps along the way. When I say open up, I don't mean don't do anything. There's lots right. to do, right? But as you go along, you, you will see doors open and signs. And, and I think this is accessible to everyone, truly. Like if you're religious, I mean, it's just a different, there's different language around that, but it's the same thing, right? It is. Yeah. It is. Whether it's trusting the universe or Allah or Source or yeah. God or Shiva or Sha- like, I mean, we can go through all of the gods of the world. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, it's it's trusting in potentially something greater than yourself and in yourself because you are part of that something greater. Because and and before this call started, you were talking about taping the peony blooming in your garden, right? And yes. watching it slowly unfold. Because life wants to push us. It, it it it's just it's such a natural thing that it it wants to push us towards blooming, right? Yes. So when when we are open to blooming, when when we're taking those steps, then then everything participates. Right. The foliage grows, the bulb grows, but the yeah. ants are still there. It and that, 
And that's the magic, the sunshine, the ants, the, the soil, the nutrients, the water. The rain. The rain, that's all the magic. The magic participates in the blooming. But when we don't, when we hold back from blooming, that's unnatural. Nothing feels good. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And nothing and happens for us. You get stuck and then, and then we have a create a story that, that nothing's happening. <laughs> And when in reality, we're just losing our patience for it, right? Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that has been part of the, like, I love using the blooming peony analogy for life, but like watching this bud day yeah. after day, I'm like, wow, you really are taking your time. Like, this is a process. This is like, you, and, and I'm also recognizing I can't force it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I'm so excited for this bud to bloom and I can't force it. And I have no idea what it's really going to look like in the end. Right. Like I, it's got hues of pink. So I know it's going to be pink, but I yeah. don't know what it's going to look like in the end. Yeah. I just have to trust that process. And, and just, that's our lives. Does the peony know what it's going to look like? Look at us becoming philosophers here. Does the peony know what it's going to look like? I think we have a, we, we think we know what our lives are going to look like. We have plans, but we could never fathom in a million years the twists and turns that, that actually happen that contribute to that blooming, right? Never, never. never. And it's, it's, and you and I were talking about this before the call too, because that's a reminder to myself that's in surrendering um, that, that we, that we truly facilitate the blooming too. It is in the surrender. Yeah. And it's the surrender as both the peony and the observer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, and that's the other reminder is like, for example, you know, Mike, I'll use my own children, right? My own children are in their own season of blooming. I can't force that. I can nurture it as best I can, but they will bloom in their time. Yeah. Right. And so I have to surrender as the gardener. Yes. To a certain degree. Mm -hmm. Right. And trust that the soil, the fertilizer, the, the, the values, the love, the presence, yes. the way I've is going to help them bloom in their season. Right. Yeah. And then also as myself, as a peony, right. I have to trust that the steps that I'm taking, that the way the universe is showing up and putting different opportunities and situations in my life, that, that it's, it is part of my own season of growing and blooming. And, yeah. and I just want to say like, can we just honor the fact that today, first of all, is summer solstice, the yes. longest day of the year, and National Indigenous Days, mm -hmm. Indigenous Persons Day. So, mm -hmm. you know, like our original human habitants of, of these beautiful sacred lands. Yes. Like we we can honor them and all that they've taught us and will continue to teach us as we move forward through life. And, and their ability to surrender to the seasons and, and to nature, right? Which we struggle so much with. We really do. But they, 
it's it's just yeah that 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 is something that we have not been able to do yeah yeah it's a process though and I think that and I think that's the, the the reminder that we all need is that you know it's presence and process yeah that creates progress yeah right it's not the push no and and the wanting for me often it's wanting to know everything like you know when is that aunt gonna come and is it gonna rain this week and <laughs> right I want to know it all and I want to know when and I want to know how and um, that's, and you want to know which gardeners are going to come along tend yeah. the, the soil and yeah. exactly and and that's not how nature works that is not how nature works no. we are active participants but we also have to be able to surrender yeah yes right and that's not balance that's harmony that's, that's harmony. allowing the flow in and the flow out and trusting the flow yes Trusting the flow. Trusting the flow. Look at this conversation. It's gorgeous. It is beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. And this is the way we talk all of the time. <laughs> it's exciting. It really is. People are like, really? <laughs> I know. Good thing we found each other. Well, and and you know, I think that that's why I really wanted to share share you with the world yeah. because because we all have these unique friendships, and I wanted to kind of show the uniqueness of our friendship, the way that we have these kind of philosophical, spiritual, real world talks about our lives and support one another in that. And also like, you know, I, I really respect and honor and love you, the person that you are Mm -hmm. today, you know, the, the journey that we've had together is magnificent. I have no idea where our journey is going, but I trust <laughs> that it's magnificent. But the person you are today, and 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 I want to say this, and I want to acknowledge you as Mia. Now, so if you've read the if if our listeners have read the book, or if people are watching this, they will see the name Karen on the screen. But Karen has kind of moved into a new persona, if you will. And that new persona is Mia. And I think that it is so powerful (laughs) and so beautiful that you are embracing kind of a a different identity of yourself. Right. Right. Thank you, my friend. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just, it started, you know, just at Starbucks, what's your name? So they can write your name on your cup. (laughs) Karen, is not a popular name these days. So it's it was getting old just even saying my name. There's that little bit of embarrassment, right? And you make a joke about it, but that's not how you should be presenting yourself and feeling about your name. So um, so there was that coupled with just what this next phase of life is requiring for me is is more and bigger than I've ever had to be. And so it felt like there was a lot that I needed to shed and a lot of worrying about what people think and and get it just getting stronger personally and and that I needed I needed to step into a new me 
to be able to handle what's to come. And Mia felt like she could do it. And, and, and not just that, but Olivia and I would, when we first were out here, we, cause we were just, it was very strange, first of all, you know, having a, a big, a big messy house and cooking and cleaning and, and running, managing a family and all that to all of a sudden being launched into a tiny condo and ordering in, you know, skip the dishes and, and not, just a completely different existence. Like the only thing I could liken it to was back in university. It just was more selfish, right? More, more contained, more. So all of a sudden I had time to explore and Olivia and I would laugh about it. Oh, Mia, Mia drinks coffee. Karen drank tea, but Mia drinks coffee. Mia, <laughs> Mia watches trashy TV. Karen never had time for that, but Mia, <laughs> Mia loves selling sunset. Karen, <laughs> so we, and you know, the funnier, the better, right? And I was just ready to explore all of this silly stuff that just felt nourishing too, that, you know, it was like all of a sudden there was, there was, it felt like there was time and energy to explore parts of myself that I hadn't for a long time or that were new. So we, we, we would always, we would constantly laugh and call that Mia. Mia cross stitches in the evening, you know, Karen did laundry, whatever. <laughs> See, and that's, it's, it's awesome because we can, I, what I love about it and why I wanted to share Mia with, with our listeners is yeah. because I think that we all have those other sides of us inside. And when we, like, I know I do it with the inner critic, right. But why can't we do it with the, with the fun, authentic, powerful other, you know, and maybe that is for me, maybe that is just Tanya, but maybe it's somebody else, a, a different name or identity as well. Why aren't we playing with that? Why aren't we embracing that juiciness of life? Yes. Right. Yeah. Well, that's just it. It's like, it's weird, but it's, it's like permission to embrace the juiciness of life. Cause you're somebody else. <laughs> Because you're somebody else. Yeah. And that, that new person can do anything. Like they can start over, basically. You're not trapped by anything that Karen used to do. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. And you know, the amazing thing about it is, is that it can be a choice, right? Yeah. Like, yes, like it can be the way you decide to show up at the farmer's market yes. and, and turn it into a game for yourself for half an hour yeah. of of playing with a different personality or persona or experience of yourself. And it doesn't have to be inauthentic. That's oh, the, piece. it's a hundred percent authentic. No. And it's, it's, it's super playful. Like, as you were saying that I imagine doing it with kids, right? Like you could say to them, let's be somebody different today. And then really explore the playfulness of that, you know, what. Explore the different sides of who we are, right? Yeah. We, you yeah. know, we are multifaceted beings. So why can't we explore the multiple sides of who we are in, in our daily lives? Yeah. Yeah. In our daily lives. Mia, my beautiful friend, thank you so much for sharing your soul, your heart, your energy, the beauty that you are with our listeners. 
it's such an honor to me to be able to share you with the world this way. And also thank you for sharing about your journey with Olivia and, and how you're choosing to show up in the world because you are inspiring, my friend. Very inspiring. I love you so much and I'm, I'm so grateful. And I, this was so much fun and I feel like there's so many future conversations <laughs> and, and I, I do, I want to share more and, and I will as time goes on. I love it. And, you know, and that's exactly it in time, you know, life is a growth path Yeah. and, you know, as we grow more, we know more. And I just am so grateful to be on this planet in this time and connected to you is just such a gorgeous gift. Gorgeous gift. Thank you. I love you. so much. I love you so much. Oh, I love you so, so much, Karen. And you know, like, I don't want to stop sharing you with our listeners. I want to keep sharing you with our listeners, but I also recognize that they're probably listening to this thinking, what a wildly cool friendship. And hopefully they're taking away some bits and pieces that they can see in their own lives and recognize the goodness in their worlds, because that's what it's about, right? We are a collective. We're all here for a reason. Let's make the most of it and let's really enjoy life in the process. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. All my love to our listeners, all my love, and we'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening, my friend. We are deeply grateful you chose to be here. I trust that this has invited you, even if in some small way, to deepen your awareness, befriend your inner critic, and raise your vibration. Please follow us, leave a review, and share this podcast with a friend. If you have any ideas or feedback, please reach out. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. You are loved.